Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Gathlane race. This is part of a race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And right now, we're on the Beastiary races. Here we are in Beastiary 4, Christian. This is the first part of our Beastiary part of this series, of the race overview series. And just to remind everybody, these guys just have a quarter page spread, so it's pretty quick. So we will delve a little bit more into sort of their lore background and then go into the rules. But these guys don't get alternate racial traits. They don't get spells. They don't get uh, feats or archetypes. It's just the base guy. So the Gathlane, these guys uh, have wings composed of wood and vines that grow out of the body of these lithesome fae. According to some fae ballads, Gathlanes were one of the first peoples awakened in the primal world of fae. They were created from the seeds of an enormous magical tree, with the tree's mistletoe grown into their flesh, forming their strange wings. Mischievous and capricious, these creatures have discordant temperaments. They act purely to entertain themselves and sate their immense curiosity about the world around them. That very curiosity has caused many to migrate to the material plane and adventure there. These Gathlanes seek out and attempt to mingle with gnomes. However, gnomes often find Gathlanes too undisciplined, random, and foolish for their tastes. Oh my, if a gnome thinks you're too undisciplined, we need to worry. This is already putting up the red flags for me. I don't like the idea of entire race that are so immensely curious that they go around annoying everybody. Just because they're <laughs> like, I'm just trying to entertain myself. You know, I'm quirky and random. It kind of sounds like it's, it's the opportunity to be fairies like just little pixies i like that i want you know if somebody wants to play that this could be sort of their opportunity i don't know if you plan on talking about this but i want to talk about this when you have multiple gathlings together if you have two to six gathlings that's a flight of gathlings but if you have two to twelve gathlings i don't know if you have two to six what the difference is that's a grove of gathlings you even get <laughs> some alliteration that. on that one i like that a lot I, I do like it's pretty cool. I like the idea that they're like, you know what? We want to be really connected to nature. Stick me on this tree. <gasps> I got wings now. The tree gave me wings. But that's that is interesting. Two to six. It should be six to twelve, right? We are a flight and a growth at the same time. So what I what I want to see from a fairy. You're you're excited about the fairy, Caleb. What do you what do you want to see from a fairy if you want to play a fairy? Sort of the the the, the fey nature version of the fairy. Uh, I just want to be able to fly. I don't, I don't know. I don't have too many expectations to be honest. So from let me fly and be a small creature. Being from the Fey, I'm imagining a lot of trickstery kind of stuff, a lot of maybe bluffing bonuses, um, turning invisible, enchantment spells, things like that. And we want to be careful to, to hedge our expectations because these guys are, for each of these races, it's a very short amount of space to identify who they are. Well, I want more, Caleb. <laughs> I well, want my fairies to be fully equipped with jester's outfits and an entire <laughs> arsenal of prank weaponry. Well, Christian, this picture, I will say this picture is really cool. Uh, fairy may be doing them injustice. They're not sort of like little people with magical, you know, fairy wings. They have these definitely wooden, to fit the theme of coming from this tree wings. They're very wooden and leaf armor sort of thing. Uh, I do kind of, I like the aesthetic of these guys. Like a little bit of moss growing on them. Very connected to nature. So let's get into their stats. Uh, they don't have any sort of like, um, we don't have any sort of age or anything like that for these guys. They have a plus two dex, a minus two constitution, and a plus two charisma because they are quick with dynamic and engaging personalities, but are rather fragile. I'm sorry. Is this a small race without a minus two to strength? Because that's disgusting. 
That's absolutely disgusting. We, I didn't mention that with the Wangangs. The Wangangs were also a small race without a penalty of strength. Which you just gotta think about how dumb that is. That act a, a base Gathling is as strong as a human, but is maybe like two feet tall. That bothers me already. That doesn't bother me at all. I like I, I like the idea of expanding beyond what we think are the limits of physics and things like that. Especially in sort of a magical world, that's that's the opportunity to do that. So to say that, okay, well, you humans are so little, you think just muscle mass defines strength? Get out of here, bro. I'm connected, so connected with nature, I can go toe-to-toe with you right now. Let's do it. Come on. Arm wrestle. But dude, you're like a twig. Okay, maybe physically we can't arm... The point is... <laughs> I just mentioned it. Gathling are obviously small. They're small creatures and have the, all the bonuses and penalties associated with that. But the important thing is, is that they have a base speed of 30 feet on land, which is already overpowered and I hate them. <laughs> But in addition to that, they have a fly speed of 40 feet with poor maneuverability. That's right. This is a race with a fly speed right off the bat. Poor meaning if you ever go to make a maneuver of some kind or do an advanced version of a flying trick, like flying straight up, suddenly taking a 9-degree turn, you'd get a minus 4, I believe, to that check. To note, as one of our listeners who emailed us pointed out, because they have a base fly speed, um, you they have fly as a class skill. Even though it's granted from the race, fly is a class skill if you have a fly speed. I hate this. Wow, really? Because the first thing that comes to mind for me, and then the first thing that I know the power gamers are going to go for, and even if you're just kind of casually playing, is if you make a gathling archer, you are grossly, grossly overpowered. You don't have a penalty of strength, so your bow does a lot of damage. You can fly in the air and just fall around people all day, every day. Uh, it's a challenge to deal with. Um, I mean, they already, oof, I, I don't like it. This is really strong so far. Now, I'm surprised to hear you say that. When we did Strix, they had a fly speed with average maneuverability, and you didn't seem to be as upset. These guys have poor maneuverability, and they are using smaller weapons, which decrease the damage. Why are you less upset with the Strix? I definitely mentioned the exact same thing with the Strix, though. Uh, it le- like having an innate fly speed leads you to honestly very boring combat because if you're the only person in the party with fly as you likely are especially at lower levels because it's part of your race um, it's very difficult for the GM to level the battlefield where you can just fly up and fall around action people I don't know I think the fact that all your weapons are small is, is really a, f- a fine thing and, and really I mean w- what kind of player are you playing with if I'm playing this I'm playing as I'm flying because I'm freaking small, all right, bro? And I just want to fly. I'll keep eye level with you dudes, and we can move on. As you guys are walking, I'm just flying next to you. It's not that someone's being, like, explicitly power gamey, but the natural thought process is, hey, I have a bow. Juan, I fly up in the air and start shooting people. Oh, wait, no one can get me up here. Why would I move? Like, it's not like they're going out to be like, I'm going to be a power gamer. I know everyone's abilities. It would just go with your natural train of thought that, like, I don't want to get hit by people. Let me fly up in the air. I don't know. I disagree. I feel like there's more than enough things to deal with people who fly and, and, and make themselves open to targets without any cover, especially with a poor maneuverability. I don't I don't think it's as, as much of a problem as you, as you think it is. And then it becomes the issue of, you know, some things based on race. How hard can they be targeted before it gets old? Like, what's the point of having a fly speed if the GM puts something in every combat that, you know, hurts you because you fly? Is specifically strong against you because you fly. Because then it feels like the GM's taking that away from you. I agree, but I, I would never argue that the GM should do that every combat. I, don't, I really don't have as much a problem with it as you do. I think, especially because we're dealing with a, a quarter-page race, there's races that have 
two, four, six, uh, eight pages worth of stuff. This guy gets a quarter. I don't think it's a big problem to let them fly to give them something. Um, but let's move that beyond that. I think we're at, we're at an impasse in our opinions here. They have low light vision, which means they can see twice as far as humans in dim light. They have natural armor and just have a flat plus one natural armor bonus. Uh, that is on top of them being small, uh, similar to the kobold. So they just have like a base. Oh, they also have a plus two to dexterity. So they have a base 13 AC without doing anything. Which will hopefully be good to sort of offset their minus two constitution. Makes them kind of hard to hit when they're flying around when they have all this armor. <laughs> get, get him. Get, he's just moving around so much. Give it a little fay. <gasps> How dare you? No, I didn't mean it that way. <gasps> you think all fay are bad just because we're connected to nature and then like you land and you start walking to them and you start bombing your head at them. No, that's not, that's not what I meant. And then you get close enough to get for the kill. Christian didn't laugh at that. I thought it was funny. Spell-like abilities. Once a day, they can use Entangle and Feather Step. I'm not sure what Feather Step is. Are you, are you familiar with that spell, Christian? Feather Step is a spell you cast on yourself and allows you to move through difficult terrain without uh, any difficulty. Oh, It just uh, becomes terrain. I guess that makes sense if, I mean, I figure I'm going to fly over everything, but if I am going to go through the woods, I'm so connected to nature and the trees, I can just cast this on me and go through thorns. Entangle's a pretty cool spell. That's cool. Yeah, if you aren't already happy enough with your air superiority, you can lock everyone down to the ground <sighs> with your vines. <laughs> uh, Gathlings speak common and sylvan. Uh, sylvan being the language of the face, so that's a given. Uh, Gathlings with high intelligence scores can choose from the following languages. Draconic, Elven, Goblin, Halfling, and Orc. So that is the Gathlane. Um, uh, I think Christian and I are going to disagree on this one, but Christian, as, as tradition, please tell me first, what's your opinion on these guys? Um, I don't think they're too bad. Like I said, I, it, it's, I just fear that natural thought process that this could actually get out of hand kind of quickly. Just having a spellcaster or a ranged attacker, heck, even a gunslinger uh, flying around at lower levels is difficult to deal with. I, th- I think it's a challenge for a GM to make them feel challenged appropriately. Um, for what they're naturally going to do. Um, they don't have a lot, um, and I think I'm going to have this common opinion throughout all these quarter-page spreads, because as I say, I'm a man who loves customization. I like having a lot of options and making a varied versions of races, of different kinds of characters. Uh, it'd be hard to make a varied amount of Gathlings, but I, I have to say, even though I express dislike for it, the Power Gamer me loves small characters without a strength penalty, because I like making small races that are fighters. So the first thing that comes to me is that I do want to play someone that hits a, a small race that hits people with weapons. I'd probably go right for this one, honestly. I think that uh, some of the challenges of what you said, if, if, if I were to give them validity, I think it might be at lower levels. Because that's when no one has access to uh, fly. But when people get to the point where they can afford magic items or it's in their class that they will get access to fly, you know, that sort of drops off with them. So maybe there's like a, a one to, I don't know, 10 level. I don't know exactly what the range is, but there's a lo- there's a the lower range where it could be a problem. Beyond that, it becomes, you know, sort of fair game and and, and the same power levels really any other class and uh, race, in my humble opinion. I think because they have small weapons, that balances it it kind of rebalances it in the low levels. Because when you're higher levels, that doesn't matter. For the Gunslinger, for example, it takes you a certain amount of levels before you can even add your charisma damage or whatever it is, to your dex damage, to your guns. It's just base gun damage for a while. So I'm flying up in the air with my Gunslinger, but I'm only using my gun damage, and I have small guns, so they do even less damage. It's not really a problem in the lower levels. And when I finally get to a level where that does matter, I'm reaching the higher level where my flying doesn't become as imbalanced. So I think it's it really sort of... Because they're small, that that nerfs their damage. And the Gunslinger, I think, is typical of 
other sort of classes where you become more powerful and, and the, the direct damage stats on your weapon becomes less relevant uh, as time goes on, and that's when your flying will be less relevant. And I and just thematically, I like the idea. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if we've still hit the barrier where Caleb's like I found a small creature I want to play. But this is definitely uh, if you're going to be a fairy, this is the closest one. They haven't had any sort of fairy or you know will o' wisp races, so this one is the one that's going to get you there. Uh, sort of like in the in the new berserk, you get to be that like little fairy companion. If you want to have that going on, you want that really speaks to you. You want to be that. I think these might be your guys for that. What I'm kind of surprised about is that they're not very, um, they don't have any very interesting or unique mechanics. They're kind of, I want to say basic, which is probably a trade-off for them having a fly speed more than anything else. But I, I feel like a lot of the uh, advanced race guide races were, they had much more varied and interesting abilities. These guys are kind of like fly speed, natural armor bonus, two spell-like abilities, that's all you get. Yep. Which is, I hope, I'm excited for you know an advanced race guide too, which I don't know if they'd ever do, because... That was the same thing for, for example, the cat folk. And then the advanced race guy came out and said, let's flesh these guys out. So I hope that happens for these races that we will be going over. It's going to be a common theme for these guys. They should they should have a weakness to fire. <laughs> they are made of wood. I, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> All right. Next up is the Kasatha. We were going to move from a winged race to a race that has naturally four arms. I'm sure Christian will have any problems with that. Oh, I had a Thank- player play it once. Did it work out well? Why not? Save it. Hey, hey, let's, let's tease it for the next episode. We're going to find out how that, how that worked out, how that ran. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Hey, Danny, do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com